Welcome back, Dreadfuls. You're listening to another episode of Left for Dread, the horror podcast for everyone from newbies to fanatics. I'm one of your hosts, Rye. And I'm your other host, Chris. And welcome to uh, our second episode this week. So I hope everyone had a very lovely Thanksgiving. Um, I hope you didn't spend it watching those two movies that we reviewed because they're terrible and they'll make you puke up your dinner, but not this film. This film is a perfect palate cleanser. (laughs) It really absolutely was. I texted Chris when I was done watching it and I said, Chris, can a horror movie be wholesome? There's, There's many things I find amazing and charming about this film, but it's not really a horror movie. It's, it's just, it's a, it's, it's a monster movie. That's also a comedy. Um, it's very light in the horror, horror I mean, yeah, sure. I mean, I maybe uh, if you're younger, or maybe you're just not used to horror. It might there's there's parts that get, that could be scary, but like in general, yeah, there's a lot of gleeful mirth and levity and really wholesome stuff, and I just love it. It's it's. Uh, I was telling Rai um, over the phone actually early this morning. Uh, I was watching it late last night, and um, watching this movie again is like meeting. An old best friend, and as if nothing ever changed, everything's great. And um, I know, Rai, this is your first time seeing this film. It was my first time. Oh, by the way, because we just started getting right into this. We're talking about Tremors <laughs> today, guys. Oh, <laughs> and it was absolutely my first time seeing this. It really was just like the best palate cleanser after both the movies we watched for yesterday's episode, and this was really just like a good like wholesome horror movie it like made me smile i was having fun while i was watching it i don't have anything bad to say about it no matter how like corny it is because it just it just it made me smile it was like a fun movie this was a blast <laughs> it's a masterpiece that's exactly what we needed for me like this movie means so much i mean this movie came out january 1990 so a little over two years after i was born oh my god that was two years after you were born that was like yeah this movie this movie's turning 30 in like two months this movie is almost as old as i am thanks (laughs) thanks for that you're as old as trevor's it's awesome is it awesome that's i'm not that's not a birthday present to me like not Uh, not happy birthday to me i'm not i'm not down i'm not down (laughs) it was such a wholesome movie it's so wholesome and like i remember so i i i i didn't watch it uh uh, but oh i didn't watch until it was heavily played on syndication on, on television so I want to say I don't remember where it started playing a lot. It might have been like TNT, Channel USA, or NBC. I know they it started it started playing a ton on on the Sci Fi Channel, and this is when Sci Fi was spelled S C I F I instead of C F I or S Y F I. Like oh yeah, yeah. And Tremors, it it was just such this. It, it was such a delight. Um, it did it actually didn't do well at the box office, but it made all of its money back like in home rental vhs dvd sales it's uh, instant cult classic uh it spawned five sequels i've only seen the original trilogy 
So if we ever revisit the Tremors franchise, I'll be curious to watch. Because I haven't seen any of them. I just saw this one. We, we're, we're going on an adventure, right? And it also sp- uh, spawned a... Um, There's a TV show coming out, isn't there? Yeah, a TV show also on sci-fi. I think it came out in 2003. I only watched a few episodes about uh, on it. So at that time, I... Sh- I think it was like 7th or 8th grade and from what I remembered it felt like Twin Peaks X-Files set in the town that the movie was, takes place in is our perfection so it didn't, it didn't all involve all about monsters and graboids there was weird spooky stuff like I remember one particular episode that sticks out to mind it was all about like like civil war ghost haunting like one part of the valley that's weird yeah right i'm really curious to hear about your thoughts since this is your first time so you have to know one thing about me is i have a thing for accents i also have a thing for texas accents and footloose is one of my favorite movies, like guilty pleasure movies. Triple Threat, Kevin Bacon. <laughs> so I'm sitting here watching Kevin Bacon with the Texas twang in a horror movie. I was done, but in the best way possible. I love Kevin Bacon so much in this film. I, I'm i not exactly sure if this is my first Kevin Bacon film, but it might... It, it was definitely one of my earlier ones that I've seen. And he's such a dork in his film. I love it. He's so he's so great. I love how unsure of himself he is. I think that it only sort of adds to the charm of the whole movie. And one of the things that really stuck out to me was we've seen horror movies where something happened to an isolated small town and they are required, based on their circumstance, to take the situation into their own hands and deal with it themselves. And more often than not, when we see movies like this, it's always the worst. It's always people bringing out the worst in each other and it's the worst outcome possible. I mean, hello, look at the mist. If they had just waited, they would have gotten help and instead, how many people died because because they were left to their own devices. This movie, apart from comedy aside, is an example of how you do something like that correctly, in my opinion. I, I totally agree. And I think the within the world of Tremors, they had that dynamic already ingrained because Perfection, the town of Perfection is a really tiny town in like the Nevada Valley. If you see in the beginning of the film, there's a sign that says population of 14. And so everyone knows each other and everyone, I'm assuming everyone knew each other for a really long time. It's probably one of those towns that people grow up, get married, and grow old and die in. Yeah, and that's like a a big plot thread in the beginning where uh, Kevin Bacon's character, Valentine, or Val, and Earl, the uh, the other main character, they were like bickering with each other like, yeah, man, we're we're wasting our lives in this small town. And they found it's such a small gesture, but they decided to take a risk at the uh, the beginning of the movie. It's like, yes, we're finally escaping this town. We're going to make something big of ourselves. Then, you know, trouble strikes is when the graboids the monsters start cutting off the town slowly but yeah it's definitely definitely that small town feel where everyone knows each other everyone 
uh, had knew each other for the entire lives mostly. And I think because of that, they have already have this empathy and they already have this like this shortcut to like work together. I mean, there's there's, a, there's certain like um, exceptions like that that teenager that kept like messing around and trying to scare everyone. Yeah, he got his. He got bit. He got his. I mean, I, you always have to have one. I really thought he was gonna die, but I'm happy they didn't kill him because I felt I would have felt bad for like the people that live there. <laughs> I'm the first one to be like, you're irritating me. I hope you die in this movie. Is a th- is like a typical thing with me with horror movies. I this is the first horror movie where I'm just like, I don't want any of these people to die because you genuinely start to care about this teeny tiny little town. And again, I never give two shits about anything like that. And maybe a lot of the effect of how just like heartwarming I'm finding all of this is because we watched it so close to after yesterday's disaster movies. I don't know, but will I revisit it in a little bit to sort of test that theory? Yeah, sure. It's just, it was just so, it, like, ah, I just, I can't stop smiling. It's just, it's so, you feel good. Like it's cute. And I really, I really, really like how you don't get any sort of, explanation or backstory about how the worms got there and why they're there they're just sort of it's a thing that happens and that was it yeah it, it builds a mystery and you just take it on take it take it as it is and i it's just the mystery makes it more fun it's like okay so and like and and then the that point of view is inserted among various characters we're discussing, especially Rhonda, where where she she's like clearly the brains of the group, and she was saying how okay, well she's trying to think, uh, work it out logically. Okay, so this is not part of the fossil record. They might have been living around even before the fossil record for like billions of years, and in the end we don't have any answers, but that's okay because it's just it just builds the suspense. It's it's just this is a Jaws movie, but in the middle of a desert. Which is quite apt, because actually one of the really cool pieces of trivia that I found about, or read about, is um, one of the writer and directors, uh, S.S. Wilson, he got the idea of the film while working in the U.S. Navy in the California desert, and he was sitting on a rock, and then he had this idea, I was like, oh, what, what would be something terrifying that was underground that would keep me from getting off this rock and so the seed of tremor started to come to play and the first one of the, well, one of the first ideas he, he got for the movie was a, a movie called land shark and then he worked with someone else uh who worked for national geographic and they started workshopping uh to see how they could make this land shark an actual viable thing and then they came up with a worm and it's awesome i love it so one of the things, and I'm curious to see what you think, Chris. Now, I don't think it could work now because of technology and what we've gone through. But while I was watching it, one of the things I kept thinking about was how back in the day, this movie would have made an awesome ride at Disney. Because you, you know how they had like Twister and King Kong? Oh, hell yeah. And Jaws, and it was all like... Yes. It was a ride, and you knew everything was sort of animatronic, but if you look at it in comparison to, like, old 90s movies like that, the the tech is sort of the same, so it looked the same. I just kept looking at it and going, this would have been a really fun ride at, like, Disney. Like, you're in the car, and it goes underground, and then there's the worm, and I don't know. I don't know, but I just, like, I got so excited. (laughs) I think this would be such an awesome, like, haunted hayride kind of ride where, like, you have, like, a giant caterpillar and you have that giant, what's, what do they call it? 
like a a, a sem- it's not a trailer but basically it was in the third the act trailer, of the film yeah yeah so in the third act of the film Kevin Bacon he runs uh to this giant caterpillar machine oh the tractor yeah tra- this tractor like dragging like this this trailer um and they're running it through town into the mountains so they can reach there cuz the graboids can only travel through soft earth so um, if they reach the mountains, they're safe. So uh, what I like playing off of your idea, that'd be really cool. It's like a haunted hayride kind of uh, deal where you're just going through town on this convoy, and then you just see like graboid attacks happening left and right, and then and then there's like this part of the ride where you go into a sinkhole, and then you just see like really shoddy graboid tongue tentacles like come up and like uh, like grab this side of the, and then you and then clearly. The driver has to be one of the best characters of Tremors of all time, Bert, and like the the paranoid doomsday prepper survivalist guy who everyone loves, and he's just carrying like an elephant gun, and then he shoots, he fires some shots, and the ride continues. You got you guys make it safe to the mountains or something like that. Yeah, exactly, a hundred percent. Or like you're trying to get out of the valley or something like that, so your car sinks, and then it's you inside of the tractor for the rest of the or something like that like it's this is not how to design your own roller coaster as a podcast but it's it's one of the things that I kept thinking about and kept smiling like I as someone who very recently went back to Disney and saw that there are still some of the rides that are sort of frozen in time and it's kind of awesome and creepy at the same time to see it this would have been amazing (laughs) because I remember one of the twister ride was always awesome it was right out of the movie so that's that's why I kept thinking like this would have been really really cool but one of the rides that always stuck out to me besides E.T. and Jaws Jaws stuck out to me for the wrong reasons I love Jaws I'm so sad it was torn down no I am not it no oh I mean I'm glad it's gone King Kong was one of my favorites King Kong was really dope and it's not the same anymore and it makes me really sad because the King Kong ride the way it used to be was you're in a subway car going through New York City while Kong is tearing apart the entire city. Now, it's all CGI. Because it's based on the legendary pictures, King Kong? It's based on the new Peter Jackson King Kong movies. So, it's not as fun, and I really, really miss the old King Kong ride. But I'm thinking about, like, how much fun it was for me to be on that. Same with Twister, and, like, seeing all these movies that you sort of grew up with, and how they designed these rides around them. Tremors sort of gave me that same feeling. Like, it was fun, and I just... I I don't know. I just, I had a blast with it. The one thing that I'm happy I got wrong was that I mistook the tongues before that's what I knew what they were as the babies. And I was like, oh, the things they keep killing are the babies. So obviously the big one's coming later and it's going to be mom. I was so wrong and I could not have been happier that I was wrong. Not only were, were they tongues, only one of them had them and the other two, and there were three giant, like, underground earthworms. I, like awesome and they're smart they're smart especially stumpy the one they were calling where um they ripped off one of its tongue with their truck oh they ripped off yes yes yeah he was uh stumpy was the last graboid standing and was super intelligent and and i I love i love that i love how uh it, it kept the pacing and the conflict always moving forward and they always had to it's like the worst but 
best escape room ever where <laughs> they have to you have to escape to the mountains but then you have to figure out oh how do i get across these rocks or how do i distract the graboid it's like now how do we get across the desert yeah or oh no they they're not falling for our pipe bomb uh trick what do we do now and kevin bacon uses his cowboy wits and smarts to kill stumpy in the end and it was awesome i also like how he knew that Stumpy was playing with them at the end of the movie when he was like, no, 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 don't move. It learned the first time. Like, it's not, it's still there. And he was right. And they made it intelligent, but not too intelligent. Although one of the things that I read was an initial concept for the worm was that they were supposed to be able to mimic sounds and noises and that's how they were going to trap people but they were worried that they were giving the graboids too many abilities so they 86 that idea well don't worry there's five sequels so i'm sure one of them evolves to have that but in all honesty if it was either just the vibrations and that alone, or it was just the noises in that alone, that's still really creepy. In fact, I think being able to mimic sounds is creepier than the vibration thing because everything creates a vibration. It's crazy. And like, you know, like they're, the Graboid's abilities are super sensitive. So even like normal, I guess, level conversation or volume, you know, if you're standing on a rock, it acts as a conductor and they can hear you, which is crazy. Yeah, but even like something as simple as the ice machine just burring on, they had to find a way to muffle it. So again, like I've always seen the original trilogy, so I can't confirm or deny whether that act, that ability they cut out in the first film ever shows up again, because there's... I guess we're just going to have to watch the rest of them to find out. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's three movies that I'm missing. I But I, I, can do, I can't say that like, evolution does play a part in the future sequels. And it's really cool. It's really cool what they do with the Graboids. I do also think it's interesting that Kevin Bacon saw this movie as a career low for him. Yeah, so the, I read that in the trivia too. He has since said it was like the most fun he's ever had on a film set. I guess hindsight is twenty twenty. But when you're young and I guess you thought your career was about to take off, especially after the success of something like Footloose, and the next thing you're doing is you're doing a horror movie about worms that are trying to... Yeah, I can see how he would think that he was at a career low, but this was just... It was, it was, it was fun. It was good. Didn't he sign up to be in the TV show or whatever Tremors thing they're working on right now? Um, I'm not sure. Like in 2019, I thought he signed up to be a part of it. Uh, that would be insane, and I would love that. So I, I know in the, I know in the the Tremors TV show back in 2003. I don't know if this is mild spoilers, but like Bert, um, the survivalist becomes like the runaway fan favorite, and he becomes a he becomes like one of the like the central fixture in all the franchises. Bert always shows up in every Tremors. Interesting. Okay. He wouldn't have been the person I would. I mean, obviously my first choice would have been Kevin Bacon, but Bert's not even my second or my third choice. So that's interesting. It's a choice. I, well, I mean, okay, well, they, they've done a lot of Tremors stuff. The most recent one came out. I know they're doing a documentary about it. Yes, they're doing a documentary about it. But that's not, but that's not what I'm talking about. I thought there was like a new Tremors thing that was happening. Um... The most recent one is, um, it's really recent, it actually came out in 2018. It's called Tremors, A Cold Day in Hell. It's another direct-to-video um, installment. That could be what I'm thinking about. 
So I'm not seeing Kevin Bacon on this casting list. Um, oh yeah, yeah, Bert, Bert shows up in this film as well. If they would ever do a sequel with Kevin Bacon again, I would lose my shit. Cause that's, that's real, that'd be so cool. He never shows back up, it was just the first one? Yeah, I'm sorry, he only, it's only one and done. I don't know if I don't know if Kevin Bacon's contract or his his asking fee was just too high, or maybe he was just he just moved on to some bigger projects. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. While I was reading facts about this movie, I started reading some facts about the worms and like their part of their original concept ideas. And one of the things that I read that I I think would have pushed this movie from comedy to parody very quickly if they had stuck with this was that the worms were it was pitched that they were going to have like an outer shell so that the worm would come out of the shell and they in initially decided to 86 this idea because they thought that the imagery would be too phallic which I can see and had I seen that on the screen I it would have gone from comedy to parody like far too quickly and I would not it would have just been like ridiculous <laughs> yeah you wouldn't have taken it as seriously as you could have with this movie but like mandibles and worm tongues you know that's that's the right choice and it's terrifying like i and entertaining and visually captive and uh i really love the design of the graboids and you know that they carry on the, this tradition that in the other films like every single like at least for the two other films, the two other types of graboids they cock, uh, they uh, cook up with. They're so so talented and But they don't all take place in perfection, obviously. Uh they generally take pl at least the original trilogy, they they all take place within like the Nevada area, uh, Nevada Valley area, and the other ones they take place like far beyond that setting or in other parts of the world. Oh, okay, okay. I know I read that this is the shortest Tremor movie that clocks in in about ninety-five minutes. So this is the shortest one out of all of them. So they just get longer from here. <laughs> Two hours of worms, three hours of worms. So Ryan, who's? Uh, I'm curious. Uh, who's your favorite character? It sounds like it's Val. Kevin Bacon. Okay, so here's the thing. He's the most charming, but he's not my favorite. My favorite's Earl. Earl. Oh, Earl. I loved it. I loved that goofy bastard. Earl's grumpy and lovable. I don't know what it was about him, but every time I saw him and Val together, it made me smile. But every time I saw Earl on the screen, I was like, you goofy butt. Just like, I, he was my favorite. I loved him. Uh, for me, like, I, I really like Earl and Val. I mean, they're I think that's just a given. I love Bird. He, I, I know this is your first film. He definitely grows on you as the movies progress. I didn't have a problem with him necessarily. He just, he didn't add in, he didn't take away anything from this movie for me. He was just sort of there. Okay, so I think it went, when, when, when we watch the second film, I think you, you'll, you'll definitely get more character development because he becomes, it, it's basically like in the second film, Kevin Bacon leaves uh, and Bert takes his place and Earl still in the film as well. Well. Is Reba McIntyre in the rest of these too? Um, I think she does show up in the second film. Uh, in the other films, she doesn't. Um, I think in the canon, uh, Heather divorces or breaks up with Bert, which I find really strange and out of character. Again, I haven't seen all the films, so don't don't Amy, don't quote me. I don't know if they explain it in some other movie besides the trilogy. It's also been a long time since I've seen it. I find that odd. Yeah, I find it's like when I read that, it's like oh, uh, I was reading through. 
uh, a character bio about Bert, and then he was they mentioned former wife Heather. It's like, uh, they seem pretty cozy. So maybe she dies. Who knows? Um, that's why. Well, if we do another episode, we, we we'll we'll figure that out. This was also Reba McIntyre's first appearance as an actress. Was this movie, which I think is so great, and of course it's her song in the end credits. I'll just say that too. Yes. <laughs> yes. Have your cake and eat it too. My other favorite character um i i guess it's not so much of the character is more so that the actor playing him is uh walter chang uh played by victor wong the reason why i love that this character is because victor wong plays one of my all-time favorite characters or one of my all-time favorite john carpenter movies he plays egg shen in big trouble little china and and like i i saw tremors like a while before I got around to seeing Big Trouble. So when I came, when I saw Big Trouble for the first time, I was like, like, holy shit, it's that guy from Tremors. And I love how like Walter Chang is this, he's just this really smart um, salesman and he cons Val and Earl out of the the snake hand for fifteen dollars. Uh, I I mean in general, there's not really a character I I don't love except for the kid. I mean, but I guess he's written in a way where you're you, he's not, he's like un, unsympathetic and he's just a kid. He's just a kid, stupid kid who you know just pulling pranks and stuff. Yeah, but there's a time. There's there's a time and a place for all of that. And while worms are attacking your city is not quite the time. Right, what was your favorite scene? Favorite scene. I don't know if I could pick one. I guess I thought that the pole vaulting scene was pretty funny. I don't really think I have one because I just so thoroughly... The whole movie was your favorite. It's the whole, it's my, it's, yeah, the whole movie is my favorite scene. I just like, I thoroughly enjoyed all of it from start to finish. Maybe if I watch it again, I'll be able to pinpoint like a, like an, like an ultimate favorite part. But I, like on first watch, I don't know if I have one yet. I just thought the whole thing was so good. Uh, for me, it's, it's, it, I, I completely agree. So there's two scenes. One of them is a big scene and one of them is a, a little scene. So the big scene, um, I think it's like an obvious one. It's when the graboids invade Bert's and Heather's compound and the, the rec room, the basement, and they just blasted the hell. I really enjoyed that. Um, the other scene is, it's such a small moment, but it cracks me up. And I, I, I can't believe I don't rem- I didn't remember this after watching this so many times. It, it's... It's right at the beginning of the film where Val and Earl are doing one of their gigs and they're setting up a fence. Um, and this was a <laughs> this was an unscripted scene. Oh, is this where he misses a bunch? Yeah, he misses the nail like eight times. And then that was not scripted. Like Kevin Bacon just legit missed it eight times. And the reaction on Earl's face was genuine. And I was like, oh my God, Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> I was laughing so hard because it sets the tone for the whole movie. I mean, it totally works because like the movie is just so goofy and it's just and it was it was totally unscripted basically. It's like oh my god, that's that was great and like Earl's Earl's like side eye was just so beautiful. That was that's my other favorite scene. I'm telling you, this movie was just so like wholesome and nice. This was like perfect to watch after. The travesty that befell us yesterday. Now that now that I, oh God, 
man, I'm so excited to watch the other films because I remember... Chris wants to go on a Tremors binge right now is essentially what he's trying to say. Yes. Yeah, I actually, I really, really wanted to watch Tremors 2 after we finished. The night is still young. This you one. can still do that. I could. I'm going to text Chris in an hour and he's going to be like, I'm watching Tremors 3. Yes, watch with me. I just, I, 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 I like the original trilogy, which is, it just was on syndication all the time. And, you know, I would just, it's just one of those movies where I, if I flip to the TV channels, if it's there, like, okay, I'm stopping everything. I need to watch this film. I know it's like the umpteenth time, but it's just great. I'll say this. I think that that's very telling about the things that you and I both love and appreciate in horror movies, because while you were growing up and you were watching Tremors on television, I was watching Child's Play. So that, I feel like... <laughs> It's just right there, like, the the pinnacle definition of the two of us as fans. That's why Chris is a lovable goofball, <laughs> and I hate everybody. <laughs> Trevor's molded me. <laughs> and a psychotic, supernaturally possessed doll molded me. <laughs> Surprise! Yeah, it's great. It's great. There was this, there was one really random piece of trivia that just I don't know why it just it just gave me the same feeling I got when um you know when I watched the Kevin Bacon hammer scene. So there's that one part in the movie where the graboids uh kill the doctor and his wife um while they're building their home and the station wagon gets pulled underground and and then uh Val and uh Earl they uh they ride on horses and they go to their compound or their place. And Golden Oldie was playing from underneath the ground. And I, I, the song is by Bobby Bear. And it's called Dropkick Me Jesus. Like, okay, I'll, I'll read some of the lyrics. Dropkick Me Jesus through the goalposts of life. And over and neither left nor to right. Straight through the heart of them righteous uprights. Dropkick Me Jesus through the goalposts of life. And that was the song that was playing on the radio when they were digging up the station wagons. Like, that's such a silly random song. But it just, it just fits with the rest of the thing. The, the tone of the movie and I couldn't help but smile. Guys, there is such a thing as a wholesome horror movie and it's Tremors and I cannot stop smiling. Yeah, d do you have anything else to say? Like, it seems like we're we just... Watch Tremors! Watch Tremors. Be thankful for Tremors. Watch Tremors on Black Friday. Don't go out. There's graboids underneath the concrete. You're gonna get pulled in. <laughs> no, they, 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 wait. Unless that changes, the mythos in this movie as we saw is that stone stops them literally dead gold uh they evolved <laughs> they would not so oh actually you know i was thinking about this that tremors couldn't take place in in the city but then i remembered men in black and remember when he goes after jeff the worm oh yeah 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 and and like jeffrey just like goes by in a different tunnel and everyone like looks up thinks it's a subway and then looks back down so that's what i was thinking about i was like i at first i was like oh no they couldn't exist in the city but jeff did Jeff did. <laughs> In all things, Jeff is possible. <laughs> well, yeah. He was like a 500-foot worm. It seems that they take place in like places with valleys and stuff like that. Maybe if we're going to keep redoing things because we've no original ideas, we should have Tremors take place in a city like LA or Manhattan or Chicago or some shit. I don't know. Um, okay, so what if, what if there's a 2020 remake of Tremors to celebrate the 30th anniversary of the movie? How would, and you got, you got tasked with directing it. 
I do a shot by shot remake of the original cast. Kevin Bacon. <laughs> Kevin Bacon has an age a day. 30 years later. Okay, great. <laughs> Would you make the Graboids scarier or bigger? Or like, how are you going to up the ante on the threat? I think, okay, so realistically and in all honesty i think if there was one thing i would change about the graboids it would be to lose the vibration aspect of it and to have them mimic sounds because i really i really think that that idea is is absolutely terrifying there are things in nature that can do that and it's both fascinating and scary at the same time and i i would absolutely love to see that oh my god you know so this is a little bit fucked up this is this this takes it out of the family friendly territory but i would love it if most things that are being remade now are no longer family friendly yeah <laughs> yeah so what i was thinking uh so the graboids are still like eating people and sucking them to the ground and uh consuming them but let's say they the grab like someone the grab like sucks someone in and then later uh they hear that voice oh like and the val are investigating this voice calling out to them and then you see like the graboid has one of the tentacle snakes but like the snake is like lodged inside its voice box and it's like it's like actually like it's pressing on its voice box and it's mimicking the sounds and like the guy's is clearly dead or like half dead and he's like he's like twitching and and then like and then every now and then the grab boy like sucks back the entire body and like stores it in a separate stomach for later use when it needs to mimic someone else so it, so when they so when they kill one of the grab boys they open it up and you just see like uh like a bunch of people's bodies just spill out and they all have like these graboid things like these membranes or these other creatures or parasites wrapped around their necks that's my version. So you want James Wan and Lee Wanell to do this? <laughs> yes. <laughs> my my version of Trevor's would be rated R. Well, okay, so this one was almost rated R because they said fuck too many times. Yeah, it wasn't about like the gore or the the it's just it's just it's just the language. <laughs> Guys, there's there's wholesome horror out there. I can't I can't, I can't stop smiling. There's wholesome, there's wholesome horror. What would you how many how many graboids would you give? This gets this gets five out of five for me. Yes, five out of five graboids. So right, are we gonna do this franchise? Cause I really want to. I know you're gunning for it. I want. I would love to explore the franchise at some point. And that documentary, that documentary uh, that's coming out next year, sounds really awesome too. Yeah, no, I would absolutely love to explore the franchise and the documentary at some point. I really would. We'll add that to the queue. Our very, very long queue, but we'll do it. Yes. <laughs> Just watch Tremors. Watch all the Tremors. Watch, watch the TV show. It's Black Friday. I'm sure it's on sale. Go get it. You can get anything on the interwebs. You can get on the dark web. Go. <laughs> on that note, um, <laughs> thank you for listening to another episode of Left for Dread. Please don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. Everything helps. You can listen to us on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, SoundCloud, and Spotify every Friday. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Left for Dread Pod. You can find us on Facebook, and you can visit us at our website at Left for Dread. 
Um, yeah, and as always, um, if you enjoy this episode or you, you love Tremors and you want to talk to us about it, just message us on any of those platforms. Um, we'd love to hear from you. And especially if you have a, a movie or a franchise that you want to suggest or want us to talk about, you know, message us away. And, and uh, don't forget, Dude. stay <laughs> dreadful. <laughs>
And uh, don't forget, stay dreadful. <laughs>